This podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. And that's the worst part. Is everyone judges you when you murder your fucking useless child? Like, no, that's cool. Is that no, no? They they judge you when you murder your child. <laughs> your useless child, Keith. There's a distinct difference. I didn't murder the kid. I didn't murder the kid that was getting shit done. I murdered the kid that was fucking shit up. But now I'm the fucking bad guy. Church wants to judge me. I didn't burn him at the stake. I killed him quick. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com. Or please drop us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We would be glad to hear from you. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. You are listening to round number 23, a.k.a. season 2, round number 8 of the classiest podcast you're ever going to hear on the internet. And this is a very special episode because it is our Evo 2014 breakdown. Woo! Woo! The best and the worst of the World Championship of Fighting Games. We have a fantastic show for you guys today. We got to talk a lot about a lot of different things. And, uh, yeah, I'm just super stoked, Savage. How you doing? Uh, okay, let me introduce myself. i sorry, I got ahead of myself. I'm uh, Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. What's up, Savage? I'm doing good, man. I, uh, I'm not as excited about this, apparently, as you are. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it's, only, it's our once-a-year day, man. I know, but, man, I, I wish I had our once-a-year day, like, <laughs> Wow, wow. Well, yeah, I'm excited, but I was just, yeah, I was, just, I was thinking about Evo, and I'm just I'm just going through the brackets and thinking, man, I loved all the top eights, and then I was upset with all the grand finals. Yeah, you know what, and here, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, we'll get, we'll get into it, because we're going to do a whole breakdown for you guys of Evo 2014, we're going to go through all the games, we've got the ones we don't like, and uh, our main topic for this episode is we're going to be talking about fighting game meta. What is a meta for a game? How does a meta get created? And what should you do about the meta for a fighting game? You go against it, you go with it, whatever. It's going to be awesome. And our character of the week this week is born on a Monday, had sex on Tuesday, died on Wednesday, came back to life again on Thursday. It's Solomon Grundy from Injustice, Gods Among Us. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> what do you mean, yay? He's an awesome character. Yeah, if you like getting slapped around like chili, like an episode of Chili Willy, then yeah, <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> and he just says the same thing. It's like getting beat up by fucking who's the retarded guy in that really sad book what? <laughs> uh, of Mice and Men. Oh my like god! Like running around, <laughs> beating the shit out of me. I like, like to pat them and stroke them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. 
sorry. All right. But yeah, no, it's going to be, we're going to have a great episode for you guys, and we're going to go through it all really quick. Not really quick. We're going we're gonna to take our sweet time with it. It's going to be really awesome. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, for those of you who don't know, Evo 2014 uh, took place in July, and it was awesome. It was epic. It's Nerd Super Bowl. Everybody was there. And, you know, I think, I think my, my phrase, I think the thing that I've sort of coined um, for the, the – I think I'm going to call the episode this, actually. I just thought of the episode name while we were doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is going – this episode's going to be called Evil 2014, The Tale of Low-Tier Manliness. Like, <laughs> that is going to be the name of the episode for this episode because that's – all of these brackets have, have one thing in common, and that is it's a bunch of really interesting players climbing up to the top eight with some really interesting characters and then failing right at the very last second. <laughs> like, wow. that's, that's like – yeah, that's like the consistent – that's a consistent theme for Evo 2014, which is fine. It's still made for one of the. It's still one of the best Evos ever. And and bef- to kick this off, I want to talk a little bit about really quick, just before we start with with the with the game breakdowns, because we're gonna go through. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go through. And we're gonna start with the hypest first and whatever. But here's the thing. So I, I if you want to, this is our actually the biggest prize pot total of any Evo ever, and it's actually forty thousand dollars more. No, fifty thousand. Yeah, almost fifty thousand dollars more than last year's. All right. So if this is any indication of where the fighting game scene is going, we've got we got we got a bright future ahead of us. All right. So let's. So if you guys ever ever wondered what you know the total prize money is that's divvied up amongst the top eight in the fighting game scene, here it is. Okay. So at the very bottom, uh, Injustice had three thousand one hundred and ten dollars to give out. And then the next person in line is King wait, of wait, Fighters. Wait, hold on, hold on. What do you mean, hold on? <laughs> Take a moment. Let me, let me soak in that pitiful number for a split second, and then I want you. I want everyone listening to this, and even if you and like, just soak in that number. <laughs> and then think about all those people fighting like dogs that morning. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Just, just think about all those dudes going at it desperately. For that one number, and hopefully you'll pay your written bills. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> your car note. You know, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to sweat it out, work my way towards that stroke just to pay the bills. <laughs> like, that's not even dream money, man. And these I, dudes fought hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the lowest. And then the second lowest is King of Fighters 13. $3,189 and 40 cents? <laughs> Who brings change to a fucking fighting game tournament, guys? Oh. It's like, yo, homie, I only got like, I like, I know it's, I know it's $10 entry fee, but I only got like nine bucks and some quarters. Can you just like float me? <laughs> like, oh, cool, dude, just come on in. No, yeah, no. Leonard and King of Fighters except the, like, except the top eight players, so, you know. <laughs> no, fuck that, fuck that. I watched my mom cash a three cent check. I'm with that guy. I want my 40 cents. Like, you knew the sign. You knew how much it cost when you came here, homie. You couldn't get a quarter on your way here. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, okay. So that's, that's, that's dead. And then, the, and then after that, uh, <laughs> is Tekken Tag Tournament 2, which jumped up to $7,570. So $7,570 for Tekken Tag Tournament 2. No, no, 
We're talking and some fighting money there. Right there. Fighting, yeah, now you're talking some fighting money. And Namco was cool. They dropped 5000 into the pot. That's awesome. We love that. Next is Super Smash Bros. Melee at $9,700. $9,700 for Super Smash Bros. Divvied up. And I think, I think Razor gave money to the Smash Bros. tournament. I don't know who gave money to the Smash Bros. tournament. I want to say one of these... One of the uh, no no it was King it was uh, no that's Killer Instinct it's Killer Instinct we'll get to that so yeah Smash Bros ninety seven hundred dollars after Smash Bros is Marvel actually Marvel baby ten thousand one hundred and forty dollars for Ultimate Marvel vs Capcom three uh, <laughs> I mean kind of get it at this point you know that's 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 that next uh, Killer Instinct is $13,379.80. What? Why, who brings change to a fucking fucking game? Whatever. Anyway. I don't get it. The point is, yeah, so though, so that... Killer Instinct actually had Microsoft and Razer sponsoring the prize pot for this, for this game. Not a big fan of the game, but that's really great. You know, I mean, it is because it's kind of an Xbox One exclusive, so I get it, but... Yeah, that's that's good. Like, yeah, that's a good prize pot. Okay, so next, so in second place for the biggest prize pot at Evo 2014 is Ultra Street Fighter 4. What? At $29,790. Savage! Dude, that Ultra was... Street Fighter 4! <laughs> that would solve all my immediate problems. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's money. That amount of money would solve every single problem I have on my calendar from here till the foreseeable future. You know, yeah. like that's one day's worth of work all divvied up between eight people. Uh, so I, I think the main, I think the first place winner got fifteen thousand of that, something like that. Um, but yeah, or twenty thousand of that, something like that. All right, and that means that in first place with the most money made. At the tournament of Evil 2014 is Blaze Blue with thirty five thousand dollars, thirty five thousand fucking dollars for Blaze Blue, dude. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> because Arc System, I think, donated thirty grand to this tournament, and we're gonna, I'm gonna save Blaze Blue to talk about for last. But, but Blaze Blue was the best event at this fucking tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Entire universe. I was so excited. I was so happy. Uh, but yeah, we're. <laughs> I just. All right, yeah, I'll save it for later. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it now. Yeah, we'll it's, it's going to be a thing. We're not going to. We're not going to end the. We're not going. We're going to build up to it. All right. So let's. Why don't we just work our way through this a little bit here? So so injustice. All right. Let's talk about injustice a little bit. Injustice was 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 a good top eight actually. I mean, the days of Superman are are long dead. Oh God, bless it! It's uh, yeah, and there's no more, no more fucking Superman. And you know, the character that I always said was fucking broken, and that everyone should play. And remember when I like, I, this was like, I don't know how, when. I think it was just after Scorpion came out, our episode. I was like, be careful of characters that have instant teleports. <laughs> instant teleports, guys. I get it. We want people to buy them, but they're crazy broken, and they're gonna win the tournament. <laughs> Actually, and Batgirl wins, and Justice got got among us. Dude, and it, what kills me is the bitch won over the hardest working Zod 
my boy Pig of the Hut. Yeah, Pig of the Hut. I he the worked hunt. so hard. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, Pig of the Hut represents to me uh, a really special part of the fighting game community because he's he's like the perfect combination of, like, hype and fierceness, uh, but also class. You know, the, the dude gets he'll he'll get up and run around the stage when he wins. Like he'll fl- he'll he'll run all over the fucking place, right? But but he's still the guy that he'll after he after he has his party on the stage, he'll walk over, he'll shake a dude's hand and say thank you for the match. Like this dude is awesome. He's in the game. He he's worked really hard and he he trains. Like he he takes his wins and losses very seriously. And he's like when I when he loses, he's like no, that shouldn't happen. I can do better. Um, and it shows. I mean, he almost beat the most busted character in Injustice. Oh, dude, the Zod, the Zod mix-ups are all over the place. He's just like, he's making people kneel. He's shooting them in the chest with his laser eye beams. He was summoning shit from the Phantom Zone. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> he went so hard. I was, I was, I, I was just impressed. But like, if I had only known this was going to be the theme of the day, it was big, right? Like. It was so interesting watching these guys play the top eight, and then all of a sudden when you get to the top three, you're like, no, please don't give in to the tier list, and Batgirl wins. Yeah, like, Batgirl, Batgirl, and that's the thing, like, that's the thing that was kind of sad, was it was, it was really kind of a sweep. They, he, she just, she just wrecked him, dude. She just, she had his number, and I'm pretty sure he put her in losers, and she crawled back. Like I think Zod was in winners, and she just fucking won like six six in a row. Like it was, it's really really sad. Yeah, totally put her. uh, Yeah, he totally put her in losers. Yeah, he put her in losers. He rocked her. It was crazy, and then he just basically climbed back up. And it was it was a six. It was a six and zero. Like just six and zero. This Zod. Which, you know, Sonic Sonic Fox is a fantastic player, but your character's broken, homie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happens when a top player has a broken character. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was a just, I mean, that was, it was awesome. And and the, the top eight, it was Batgirl, Zod. There was Deathstroke, you guys. Who was in a fucking scumbag? It was crazy. That Deathstroke, you know what? I, I, I was hating on him. I, I was still like, fuck that dude. Fuck Deathstroke. But that Deathstroke put work in. Yeah. He was he was putting some. I didn't know Deathstroke had combos. This dude had combos. <laughs> That's great. I was like, oh shit, it's still go. He's spinning with his sword. He's doing a ballerina dance. He's shooting people. But at the end of the day, you know what it was? He still fell prey to the same thing that all Deathstrokes fall prey to. Where I'm like, Deathstroke, stop pretending like you have combos and just stand there and shoot this guy until he's dead. Like, you know what I mean? And he didn't do it. And he lost. That's a good point. If he had just. Just abandon his pride. Just said, fuck it. I need you to boo me. And he'd just go on Filipino champ. And he just sees them out. Uh, against fucking. Uh... Oh, no, no, he won that. That's right. Uh, where did... Oh, yeah, he fought against Batgirl. That's right. I was like, dude, it's not working. Don't run up on Batgirl. She's going to fucking combo you and murder you. Just stand out there, wait with the guns, and when she drops on you, you fucking kill her. <laughs> like. His guns are so fast. There's no way you can react to that shit. Like, I just, I, 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 hey, some people need their pride. Some people need to be able to look themselves in the mirror every day. I'm not one of those people, but I get it. You know? Yeah. I get the concept. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. One of my least 
favorite dudes in the fighting game scene totally lost at the very beginning of Top 8, and I was, was so fucking happy. <laughs> uh, like, 16-bit, if you're listening, homie, take the dental floss off your fucking glasses. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, it, with your Catwoman and your trash talking, you're like a shitty version of Filipino champ. Which, oh. I, I can't, I can't, I can't do oh. it. Like, I don't like, I don't like his attitude. I think that 16-bit is one of the most talented players in the Mortal Kombat and Injustice scene, but he's such a fucking scumbag. <laughs> like, <he's> so- <laughs> Listen, hey, hey, we can, o- we can only hate on so many people at a time here and keep it classy, all right? Yeah, so he got. He, it says something if he got the number, if he got the spot. Okay. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's just like I see the dental floss, and then I just get. I'm like, man, you know, maybe, maybe someone should just give him some money to help him get some glasses. You know, like what? Maybe did he have it this tournament, or did he just look like he just crawled out of bed and just run came over here? I think. I think. I can't remember. Well, I'm pretty sure he just looked like he had a hangover. Uh, yeah, like, oh, God. Who is, uh, there is one guy, uh, it's going to come to me later. There is one player who got drunk the night before and didn't sleep. Who <laughs> came in and played at this tournament and fucking lost. I, I, oh. Vegas is a dangerous place, guys. But yeah, well, it's a bit. I forget, like, also, like, there's a lot of these dudes that are young cats. And they're like, oh, Vegas, baby. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you just see them. Like, their eyes, they just look like they saw the devil last night. They still have one of those, like, tapper cards in their front <laughs> pockets. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, I love it. I love. I, I kind of love that about Evo, where you're like, all right, let's see who has the discipline to stay the fuck in their hotel room tonight. Yeah, dude. So yeah, so that was Injustice. Injustice was awesome. Let's move on to uh let's move on to uh King of Fighters. King of Fighters, here's um uh, okay. Oh my god, I have I have to read I have to read I have to read the top. I have to read these characters. Okay. <laughs> EXEORI, Mr. Karate, Kim. EXEORI, Mr. Karate, Chin. <laughs> EXEORI, Mr. Karate, Clark. EXEORI, Mr. Karate, Kim. Like this is the f- top four, you guys. Okay, I, 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 come on, guys. Like, I, I come on. <laughs> so, I, I, I can't. And, and the only really notable thing about King of Fighters is that Tokido came in second because he fought so hard after he was publicly disgraced in Street Fighter. And oh. Yeah, I just, I can't. I can't. I don't know what the hell. Oh, I'll save it for Street Fighter. I'll yeah. save it. Yeah, no, like we're this, this is a great, this is a great build up. But yeah, like King of Fighters, King of Fighters is fine if you like Exe Hori, Mister Karate, and Kim. But other than that, it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, we all know they're not gonna patch it. It's like Marvel, and, and no, and it, what kills me is at least with Marvel, there's enough random shit in that game where eventually people can find something cheesy or gimmicky enough to get around the other cheesy gimmicky enough stuff. And it can still be interesting at times. We'll talk more about that when we get to Marvel. But but with King of Fighters, Mr. Karate and EXEORI are so broken that even <laughs> Finny, I have every option Maru cannot deal with them. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's true. There's there is no way around it with a lot of these characters. And you know, there was a couple cool characters, you know, I saw a dude playing uh uh what's his name? Who does the back who does the come at me bro and the backbreaker. Uh, oh, uh uh, oh no, that's like there was a Diamond player. Mad KOM was playing Diamond. Oh, so awesome and brutal. And he's like, I make sushi. He's like, I came here to make sushi and kill bitches, and I'm all out of sushi. Like, he's just like. Yeah, but he was all out of luck when he tried to get in the top three. Yeah, yeah, no, he got fucked up pretty good. Yeah, because was EX Mr. Karate and fucking Flame Yori are always going to fuck you in the butt. I'm pretty sure Chris. G- no, no, he was he was in the tournament, but he just fucking lost. Anyway, <laughs> Fighters, that's King of Fighters. I mean, it's sad because King of Fighters is awesome, and I totally think that King of Fighters. There's been a bunch of rumors going around that they're making a King of Fighters 14 or the next King of Fighters. There's been there was rumors before because they were doing uh, they were putting out you know job they were like asking for job applications. Uh, for people to work on a new King of Fighters game, but it turned out to be a pachinko game. But there's another one, so you, you know, it was uh, unless they're trolling us again. I'm pretty sure it's a new King of Fighters, which would be awesome. All and I hope they learned from their mistake. <laughs> Netcode is bullshit. Like <laughs> <laughs> it killed uh, that game. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's all I'm gonna say about, about King of Fighters. Let's move. On. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, let's talk about Tekken Tag Tournament Two here for a second. All right. I fucking love Tech Attack Tournament 2. Can we talk about the rise of Tech Attack Tournament 2 between all of us now? Like, this is, like, our number one game right now. This has been, it's been, like, you know what? I feel, this is my, this is the closest I've been to being an Inquisitor. I tried to murder this idea before spread. I was like, Keith, I know you want to do the 100 game challenge. Let's not do 3D Fighters. And you're like, no, no, let's do it. I'll do Soul Calibur. It's real cheap. I'm like, that's a gateway. I'm like, don't do it. Do something else. Do like me, man. Get Battle Fantasia. You know, Arcana Heart. Something like that. You're like, no, no. Soul Calibur. And then that was it. That's all I needed. That little idea turned into heresy. And now we're all fucking playing Tekken Tag 2. Oh, my fucking cousin good. is playing Tekken Tag 2. Oh, feels so good, though. It feels so good. <laughs> the worst it's, it's not the worst you have an awesome time playing this game it's fun but like it's just terrible because it's just it just eats up so much time and like and namco god bless them they they fill their game with so much to do just like it's absent-minded shit you could do it's like it's like they have a free-to-play like they're like a free-to-play game they have a ton of shit for you to do every day yeah that you can just do and achieve something that you can just do while you're doing other things. Like, oh, I want to play a game of League of Legends while I look for a match. I want to play a rank game or do a ghost battle, unlock some costumes, make yeah. a little extra money so I can make that bondage outfit I want for my team. <laughs> and this is the thing, like, ghost mode? Okay, this is going to be, like, something that's going to come up in later episodes. So, to be continued, people, but ghost mode is everything I ever wanted from a fighting game. Uh, and it's basically you fight clones of people online that the computer copied, and you have a scaling difficulty the same as you have in ranked match, but you're just playing against the computer. And you earn costumes by doing it. It's the best fucking thing in the entire world. <laughs> it's super addicting. But yeah, that being said, I failed you guys. I failed, Internet. I failed. 
I, I didn't. I saw the heresy and I didn't burn it out like a good Christian. And I just I failed. So now we're all on the Tekken train. Oh shit! And we're just going wherever it takes us. Oh yeah, and there's Tekken Seven coming out now. Big announcement, guys! At the at the tournament just before they, because every year they do some kind of announcement. <laughs> this is the best part because. Uh, uh, Yoshinori Odo came out and was like, I got nothing to say. Everybody put your hands up in the air, show you can, show you picture. Yeah. Alright, I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> I was like, I okay, hate that man. I, okay, great, dude. Uh, but then Sonata, uh, Sonata came, or, uh, yeah, the, the, the producer of, of Tekken Tag Tournament 2, I always get his name confused, I'm so sorry. But he comes out and he's like, so I was gonna announce this other game, but then they leaked Tekken 7 on the internet today with screenshots and shit, so now i got to announce Tekken 7. I'm like, what was that other game? <laughs> I was like, was it, Street, was it Tekken Cross Street Fighter? You show me that trailer, you fucker! <laughs> so he showed us a trailer for Tekken 7, which is super exciting because now everybody's in on the Tekken. <laughs> everybody's in on the Tekken now. Well, cause, and also, here's a great, great thing. It's a, it, right, as far as I know, it's a PS4 exclusive. I don't know. They haven't really said much about it, have they? I mean, that's I mean, that's the rumor I heard. So this, well, I don't know, dude, because they had uh, when they released a. Uh, this is a side note. I, I promise we're going to talk about, talk about the tournament, but just as a side note, the uh, Guilty Gear. It's coming out later in the year. The new Guilty Gear is going to be cross-platform. It's going to be one of. It's going to I think be the first fighting game that's cross-platform compatible. PlayStation 3 users and PlayStation 4 PlayStation 4 users can play against each other. Like, okay. <laughs> so I think that's kind of the way of the future for some of these games. I don't see Namco falling short. I mean, this is, this is going to be, what, a year from now? <laughs> like, Tekken 7 comes out? Yeah, probably. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think it's, uh, I think it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive and I, 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 we'll see. Like, I think they're trying to, I think PlayStation is like, it's trying to tie Namco down. They're like, please, just only make your games for Sony. <laughs> yeah, dude. We need this so bad. We have a little itty bitty lead, lead on like Xbox One. We need to turn that into a fucking sizable lead. Please, exclusively Namco. I, I feel like that's what they're going for. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think, uh, like, they're, um, in Japan, the extreme boot, I'm not going to go down this road, whatever, doesn't matter. Fuck all that. Off the table. Tekken Tag Tournament 2 was awesome to watch. It was fucking awesome, dude. And we talk about all those crazy stories, like, uh, a couple years ago we talked about, uh, uh, the kid who came up, who was like 13, his dad sold his rims to get him to Evo. There's totally, a, there was a 14-year-old kid who got second place. Uh, his name is Gen, and they called him Kid Gen, but then he changed his name to just Gen because he didn't want to be called Kid Gen. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Twitch flew him out here to play. This dude is awesome. He went against JDCR, who won with Hihachi and Armored King because he's fucking awesome. I love Hihachi. He won with Mr. Tekken. You can't hate him for winning with Mr. Tekken. You he's, okay, he's, Hihachi is like the, the most blatantly like evil for no fucking reason character in fighting game history. Every <laughs> like even Bison, you're like, well he uses something called psycho power. Maybe he has a mental illness. 
Hayachi is in full control of his facilities. He's just pure, unnecessary, uppercutting evil. <laughs> I love him. I love him. And it's the, the Tekken Seven tournament is just because uh, the Tekken Seven trailer is just Kazuya going up to Hayachi, be like, "You killed my mother!" Oh, shit. <laughs> so whenever I see someone playing Hayachi, they're really proud of themselves. I'm like, it's like someone playing Hitler to me. I'm like, you're playing pure evil. Yeah, dude. I mean, and but this tournament, like, I love Tekken because you can really, like, there's a lot of really awesome uh, characters in this game. And if you know how to play Tekken, you can play and win with fucking anybody. Uh, but there was uh, there was the Taekwondo team in the top eight. You had Huarong and uh, Bake. No, uh, fuck Bake. that. There was okay. a Jack P-Jack team. That's right. There was Jack 6, P-Jack, Anakin, my man. He came in, he tied for fifth. He was killing it with the Jack P-Jack team. I wanted him to go to the grand final so bad because he would just grab you and fuck you. Damn. It was your manliness. That's what this episode is Everyone goes so hard. Even a King of Fighters, a guy with Diamond on his team, almost got into the grand finals. Yeah, dude. And they had, uh, there was a Yoshimitsu player, Just Frame James, representing from SoCal. Uh, oh, God, it was awesome. It was a great tournament. But JDCR is the best Tekken player in the universe. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just too good. He's just like, oh, you know, whatever, sidestep. Godfist, you're fucking dead. Like, it doesn't matter. He's like, oh, you came out of here and play? That's cute. Sidestep Godfist, you're fucking dead. Like, he he's, the, he's the only person I've ever seen do a sidestep perfect electric whip Godfist and make it look like he knew he was going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't. There was no run back. There was nothing. I mean, you know, Gen put up a fight. It was 3-2. JDCR is just like, not nah, fuck it, sidestep Godfist, you're fucking dead. Like, you know, I'm moving off my life. I'm taking my money. I'm taking my seven grand. I'm going home. Have a nice flight back to fucking Korea, wherever you came from. But, uh, yeah, no, Tekken, Tekken was an awesome tournament. That was, that was really, really cool. It was so crazy. Like, it was just so... I, didn't, I, didn't, I never thought I would see a P-Jack and a Jack-6 in a fucking Evo tournament. Like, and then a Yoshimitsu. Like, okay... Miguel and Bob, I get it. Eh, Armor King, I get it. Everyone loves Armor King. But <laughs> Oh dude, okay, so um let's let's yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about um let's breeze through Smash Bros really quick. Uh, Obviously not our favorite game in the world. You know what it is though? You know what's interesting is uh there is a lot of hate like on the stream for this for this tournament because there was, um, I think it was either Saturday or Sunday. No, I think it was Saturday. There was a part where they, they basically, there's usually three streams that run. And in general, three streams I'm okay with, I guess. I'm glad it was back to basically one stream for the finals because that's really important. I need to just watch one stream all day. I don't want to choose which one of my children I like more. <laughs> uh, but it was on Saturday, I think, where it basically the, the other two streams were done and there was only one left. <laughs> And Smash Bros. came was come, came right before they started the. That's what it was. It was Smash Bros. was they were doing they were deciding the Smash Bros. semifinals before they uh, could move on and start the Street Fighter matches. Uh, Street Fighters top top sixty four whatever it is. People were like, "What the fuck is this game? Why is it on the stream? I didn't know they had this at the tournament. Who plays fucking Smash Bros. anymore?" All in the chat. <laughs> 
That's all it was. That's all the messages. That's all the forum posts. That's everything. And I can't help but agree. Because, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I have I have a starburst on my desk that I was going to chew, so I wouldn't say anything negative to let you get this all out. <laughs> I was just staring at it the whole time. I'm like, willpower. I'm not going to just say how they're all right and how it was so terrible that we were subjected to so much Smash Bros, man. It was just, it is, what kills me is... Is these guys? These guys are so excited about it. And I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. This this shoutcasters are really, really good for this game. You guys, like, they're really good. But they're shoutcasting something that no one cares about. It's like, I'm sorry if you like golf, but I'm gonna go ahead and make this analogy. It's like you have like a friggin', it's like you have a basketball announcer that's that's announcing a golf match, and you're just like, I don't, I don't get what you're excited about, dude. Like, this is boring. <laughs> This is boring, and I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's not even. Uh, what, what kills me is like every time I'm like, oh yeah, like the one on Wii. Who plays Sonic? And they're like, no, it's, it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's the other one. It's the other one that you, that you, you have to like. Does it, they have to bring a GameCube there? Don't they like? They have to bring a, they have to bring a GameCube and it's fucking CRT television. <laughs> They have to bring a television that that doesn't have the lag on it with the the fucking red, white, and yellow cords. Oh god! <laughs> it's, like, it's like the most ridiculous farce, and and I I I can't because you know what? Like the players that play Smash Bros are really good. I can't take away from their skill level. They're really good at their fucking thing. They're really good at the fucking game, but no one cares, you guys. And it, and it's and it's. Uh, it's going to be there again next year because it has such a huge cult following, but I hope that at the very least the the community starts to sort of shift towards the new Smash Bros. a little bit more. Uh, yes, please, please, at least, Nintendo, you know what kills me? This is the perfect, I'm going on a rant, fuck it. This is a perfect example of how Nintendo is like an absentee owner. They just don't give a fuck. If Nintendo paid attention to anything, they will be like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna be like, hey, we're totally cool with Smash Bros. being at Evo, but it's gonna be the newest one that's out, and then you're gonna be, you're gonna be really excited to play the new one that's coming out, cause if you're not, I'm going to just hamstring this whole process until you get on board with me, cause I need people to care about our new Smash Bros. game coming out. Right. I don't need a bunch of 30 to 40 year old men clinging to when they're in college, playing on a goddamn GameCube with their friends. I don't need that. Like, Nintendo needs new people, like, new people buying their new games on their new system. They don't need this cult following of a shitty old game. So, like, this is just a perfect example of, like, how Capcom does this, too. Capcom and Nintendo just abandon, like, just certain communities where it's like, this is free pussy. You could be making money right now. I don't yeah. get it. Well, they, they, they it actually almost it almost didn't happen because Nintendo was like, "You want to stream Smash Bros. online live?" Which is like, I I it boggles okay, boggles my mind a little bit because they 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 at first they weren't gonna let uh, them stream Smash Bros. because they're like, "You want to stream our property online to to the internet?" And they're like, "Yeah, 
yeah, we want to, this is on Twitch, it's, we want to play your game, we want everyone to watch. You're like, uh, I don't know, I don't know about that. And they said no over the phone, they hung up, and then the young intern came in, it was like, oh my god, did you just say no to Evo? And they're like, yeah, what's Evo? What's fighting games? You still play Smash Bros. And they're like, no, oh my god, pick up the phone and call him back. Like, it's just, I mean, like, I get it, I get it. But like that phone call should have been okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna forward you to someone that knows their head from their like, I mean, their ass from a hole in the ground. Like this is so frustrating. It's like all you need to do is be like, yeah, you can stream it, but they gotta play the new one, and then you gotta tell people we're coming out with Smash Bros next year and make a big deal about it. Like they showed the trailers and shit, but I mean like. The trailers didn't matter because they're two games removed. <laughs> like they're like two <laughs> games removed from the new game, and no one playing this game seems like seemed really excited about like this new Smash Bros. Like maybe I missed the interviews where they were like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't play Brawl, but I can't wait to play you know the new blah 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 Smash Bros for the Wii U." Like maybe I, maybe I missed those like before I go on this whole rant. But yeah, like it's still like. How the fuck are you gonna let them stream like a shittier version of your game? Like, yeah, like Nintendo could have handled this a little bit differently. But you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's Smash Bros. It's whatever. And but I, I hope that the community will start to shift in the same way that they're not gonna they're not streaming Third Strike anymore, guys. Like we know we all fucking love Third Strike in college, but let's all move on to this new thing. It's better. It's fancier. It's you know, it's it's not better, but it's it's just more fun to watch, and uh, and, and you know, it's just it's just prettier and and whatever. Uh, so yeah, so that's 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 Smash Bros. Like it's it's fucking Smash Bros. You know, whatever. There's there's a Pikachu, whatever. Give <laughs> the top eight. Uh, but so let's 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 move on. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to Marvel. So Marvel, uh, <laughs> there's there's two important things. Well, no, there's three important things to say about Marvel. Number one is Filipino champ lost. That's important. Cha-ching. <laughs> Number two is Chris G's not going to be able to feed his family because he lost two. <laughs> and, and number three is Justin Wong is the grand champion of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And he is fucking... I love Justin Wong. He's played... He's one of the only people that has played the same fucking team from the moment this game came out till now. He found Wolverine, Storm, Akuma. That was it. He was winning tournaments with this team. He played this team through the changes. This was his fucking team. No, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope, nope. I refuse to give in to this revisionist history, okay? I remember a phase, Keith, a dark age for Justin Wong, the Iron Fist age. Okay. He didn't play that at Evo. He never played Iron Fist at Evo, did he? I will never. I, I will, he played it and was in night fights. He played it at other tournaments. I will never let him live it down. <laughs> never forget. He okay. did lose a lot of majors trying to make Iron Fist work. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm saying, never forget that mistake. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, but this is the thing. Like, here's the really important. Here's what I really love about Marvel is you always like to see players like Justin Wong. Uh, There's actually an interesting article I read about who about how many people are actually a legitimate pro fighting game player, and EG is pretty much the only legitimate fighting game team right now. Everybody else is jumping around teams. They don't have a consistent sponsorship, or they have to have a side job, or they have to make money on their own, or whatever. But EG is one of like the most consistent, like Justin Wong, uh, you know, K. Brad, uh, P. R. Balrog. All those dudes are the ones that are making a solid month-to-month paycheck just playing fighting games and being a part of the team. Their streams are awesome. They're 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 supported. Like this is this is like this is like the future of what I want for fighting games, and it came in first place in one of the biggest games at Evo. So like Justice Wong has always been a uh, I've always been a huge fan of his, but because I just think he's one of the most solid players, and he doesn't play with fucking gimmicks. And he's awesome, but yeah. but yeah, like I think that it's really important to show that the player that won is the one that was the most supported by his team consistently. Like, Justin has been on EG for years. Okay? Years! I don't even know what team Chris... Chris G's on Team GG. What the fuck? I don't know what team that is. Filipino Champs on Team RG. I don't fucking know what team that is. Like, Marn's on Team Marn. I get that. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. But you know what I mean? Like, EG is the name, right? Like, they are, EG and Mad Cats are, like, the name. Uh, Mad Cats for Japan, EG for the United States. Like, I, I just, I really like the way that EG handles their players. All their players are classy, they're all different, and they're all really, really fucking good. Like, that's what you want from a professional fighting game player, is when you go and look at the EG guys. You know what I mean? These guys... They're, they're definitely trying to build an esports foundation so that they can be like what. So when esports takes off in the future, they're like, we've been here since the beginning. Okay. They want to be the company that's like, I've been, we've been a, a major part of esports since 2005. They want to be able to say that, you know? Actually, I wonder when they started. I have no idea. But I'm going to just throw that out there. I'm going to say 2005. I'm making up that date. Boom. EG. We've been in this since 2005. That's what they want to be able to say 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they're definitely making it happen. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to – notice how I didn't say how interesting Marvel was to watch because it wasn't. But it was cool to watch Justin Wong play, and it was cool to see a, an OG character, an OG player like him just rise to the top and win again because he's always been in top eight. He's like fucking Daigo. He's been in top eight all the fucking time, but he just never wins. And now he's on top again. It was awesome. So, I mean, I, I will I will mention I love the Sumagora Hagar pipe player because you gotta love when shit just boils down to the pipe and Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tentacles and pipes. That was, but then he lost because it's a very clearly defining tier list. So yeah. <laughs> so so that was that was uh, that was Marvel. Uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna make an executive decision and just skip Killer Instinct. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with us skipping Killer Instinct? Dude, what? No, that one spider chick and the other chick uh, with the nightsticks, or does she have katanas? Yeah, we can skip that. I don't care. I'm sorry, Killer Instinct. I'm sorry, you're boring. I don't care because we have a lot to say about uh, Street Fighter. All right, let's move on 
to Street Fighter. Now, to lead up to this, all right, again, remember, the name of this episode is The Tale of Low-Tier Manliness, okay? Leading up to EVO, the five gods of fighting games were coming out for EVO for Street Fighter. The five best fucking Japanese players in the entire universe were coming out here to play, and they all fucking lost before they even got the top eight. They all lost, you guys. They all fucking lost. It was stupid. And they all lost to people you don't fucking care about. You know, like Daigo went out with fucking, you know, the Filipino champ and fucking and fucking Jonathan Choi. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care. I just care that you beat Daigo. Infiltration fucking lost. All the players that you care about fucking lost. <sighs> Shit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, but it was still a really cool top eight because the thing is, is like really cool. Still, it was awesome. It was, was really awesome. There was. Can, can I just say this? A black guy playing Zanji. <laughs> like what? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Like Snake Eyes is the best Zanji player in the world. He was he, killing he, it. He he got fourth place at Ultra Street Fighter Four. And he's from he's from here. You can go down to SoCal to Wednesday Night Fights and fucking see this guy. He's he's incredible. He's an incredible player. And he plays on a pad. He doesn't even have a stick. Like that's the most ridiculous thing. How do you turn butter on a pad? He's he's crazy. He's fucking crazy, you guys. And and but that's the thing. Like the five gods, all the hype leading into Evo, all the crazy players that were gonna come. And you're like, yeah, this person's gonna be here, and this person's gonna fucking be there. They all lost. Tokido's lost. Daigo lost. Sako lost. Like, Justin Wong lost. All these fucking people just lost. And you're just like, what? You know, but it was still a really interesting top eight because you had a lot of guys. They were, they, you had a lot of sleepers in top eight. You know what I'm saying? You had a lot of sleepers. You had, the, you had Snake Eyes on Zanch. Sako was actually the only guy that, that made it to top eight who, uh, who was of the five gods. But he kept playing teams that oh God, I'm gonna get into that when we talk about the grand finals. But yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people here who were kind of sleepers. They were really cool. Like there's a Ken player in the top eight. It was uh yeah. It was Rose, Sagat, Feilong, Zanjeef, another Feilong, Rufus, Ken, and then there was Yeah, that's right, Sako played fucking Elena. Yeah, well hey, whoa, his Elena, his Elena had had a lot of potential. What is his? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh... He, he had. He was all over the place. He needed to have one main character. Well, yeah, he needed a wife and a mistress. It's that simple. He was all over the place, and if he had just focused and stuck to like one character, we he might played, not have. He played four different characters in this tournament. Like, come if on. If he had stuck to one character, we might not have had the most boring grand finals ever. Yeah, let's just go ahead. Let's let's just, let's just fucking talk about the grand finals. I can't. We first of all, we see we yelled all. Through, we yelled from pretty much the beginning of the grand finals to the end of it. But it was, and I'm not gonna take away from Luffy because he's a really fantastic player. But Rose just makes you want to just go to sleep and you see her win. It's just so boring. He was just he was doing a lot of technical high level shit. There was. This was this was a grand finals, all right. And I love I love watching Sagat play because he's just cheesy and cheap. And this dude was working trying yeah. to get. He's like, I gotta win this. This is Evo. But then he just he just he couldn't he couldn't because of the rose. He was 
he was lulled to sleep by how boring Rose is, just like <laughs> all of us. His weakness, because he was weak, man. He was fucking weak, and he forgot how broken his character was. How many times did you see Luffy do his stupid fucking shit, and we yell, EX Tiger D, and he <laughs> fucking do it. And he got fucking ultra or whatever. I'm like, EX fucking Tiger D. I saw maybe one EX Tiger D out of Bonchan. And Bonchan, I know you play with Daigo. I know you train with Daigo. I know you're one of the best players in the entire world. But did you forget how fucking broken your EX moves are? Like, come on, dude. It was crazy. It's like every now and then you have to just, sure you did, to just yeah. remind everyone, I can just do that. Okay? That's Respect the thing. it. There was no, there was no, he didn't make Luffy respect the EX Tiger Knee. That's the one reason I, I don't want to get close to Sagat for his uppercut or for his fireball. Fuck that shit. I can figure it out. The EX Tiger Knee is the move that I'm like, all right, all right I got to be ready to block this because I got to block it. And then it's safe. So I got to, I got to be ready for the follow up. And then we could do it again. And if he does it a second time, I'm going to probably get hit by it. Like, it's just, it's just one of those moves. It's travels across the screen, hits everywhere, is safe, does a fuck ton of damage. You can combo off. Like, it's just fucking crazy. And he never used it. I just, I can't. I wanted Sagat to win so bad. I wanted it so bad. And then your cousin was talking all that shit about Rose. She's actually really, really, really funny, but. <laughs> He loves his uh, he loves his uh, gypsy fortune tellers. Yeah, dude. But but yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic tournament, and and you know, Street Fighter was again tale of low tier manliness. Zanjeef almost had it. He was almost fucking there. If he, if he if Zanjeef had who did he play? I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it really quick. If Zanjeef okay, if he had beaten Luffy, it was two to three in his match against Luffy in the losers finals. Which is which? Or loser semifinals, which shows how hard Luffy fought, of course. But if it was one match away, I I'm gonna say from winning this tournament, like Snake Eyes almost fucking had it. It was so uh, so disappointing. That, that was when everyone stopped really being like excited about the fucking tournament because and Sagat is a hard counter for Zanjiu because Street Fighter is still, in my opinion, a badly balanced game. But that's a matchup that Snake Eyes has to know inside out. Yeah, yeah. I, all those matchups. Like, he, he's he got no – he is the most – I, I think he has the most solid mechanics, I'm going to say, of everyone in, in the top eight. There's no gimmicks. There's no weirdness. It's literally he's better than you. And his character is just whatever, but he's, he's, he walked up to you. He's spinning pile driver to you. He can do anything with his fucking character, and it's – awesome to see Zanjeef in the top eight because he shouldn't be there because there's a grappler and it's a Capcom game. You should never see one in the top eight, but, huh. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, street fighter four was really cool. If you guys want to check it out, it's awesome. Uh, you know, Bonchan, I love watching Sagat fight because he's really badass and he's huge and he's, and he's really crazy. But yeah, it, it's, it was tough. It was, it was tough to watch that grand finals after, after Snake Eyes lost. And Fudo's like, I play Fei Long. I'm like, I don't care. He already won. I don't care. I don't like Fei Long either. Uh, but that's kind of the thing, right? Like, there's a lot of characters in Ultra Street Fighter 4. Like, I feel like if Oni was the top tier, everyone plays him, broken character, I would still enjoy watching the grand finals. Yeah, because you know? it looks interesting. Like, uh, and, and unlike Blaze Blue, 
it's a slow enough game for you to follow what Oni's doing. And you're like, oh shit, he got, you know, he gambled and won on that one. Yeah, you can actually you can actually piece it together. But with characters like Phalong and Rose and Rufus, it's just like I just want to just, uh, it's just so lame. It's so lame, and I and I hope that everyone changes their tune. And and I I hope I hope I hope I just I hope next year is a little bit different because I because here's the thing about this tournament is there's a bunch of controversy about people changing characters because Ultra Street Fighter Four came out a couple of months before the tournament like very very short amount of time before this tournament and so people are dropping their characters are picking up other characters they're doing all kinds of crazy shit and so there's a lot of like oh there's a lot of the pro players that are like oh well. You know, I, I'm thinking about the long term, so I'm gonna play fucking Elena because I, you know, I like Elena, but fuck Evo and and playing Evil Ryu. It's not like I've won every other tournament that I played with Evil Ryu. I'm just gonna try and play Elena. It's just Evo was a big fucking de- like it's stupid, it's stupid, but you couldn't be helped because Ultra just came out. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I, every time someone says that, the only thing that the only person that made a call. And it turned out to be absolutely true was Justin Wong. <laughs> he was like, Rufus is always going to be top tier, and throws are not better than a block meter. He said it. <laughs> he said it so long ago. I think I read it in a game informer. Okay? That's how long ago he said it. Maybe even a game pro, for Christ's sake. The point is, I read it in a magazine. <laughs> he said... Rufus and Rufus has always been top tier. Yeah, dude. And every everyone else gets on a bandwagon like, oh, Rulento, blah. Well, no one jumped on Hugo. They're like, no, that character's gonna suck. But everyone else <laughs> jumped all over. Elena is gonna be awesome. This character's gonna be awesome. I want to switch to this and that. And they're like, hey, you know who's gonna be broken? Rufus. You know who's been broken ever since they buffed him? Fei Long. <laughs> yeah. And that's just been. That has just been. Wrecking tournaments. It's just like it has helped. It has caught like that. That the imbalance in that game has caused more skilled players, attorneys, and allowed more scrubs to get into the top eight. Just because like you could be an okay pro player, pick Rufus, and then just make someone guess wrong and get a and get a win. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's 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 the thing. But it's but yeah. So that was that was Street Fighter. Like Street Fighter was, but it was still really, really, really awesome. And you guys should check it out. But we need to, we need to move on. We need to move on to the most incredible top eight <clears throat> ever, and that is the Blaze Blue top eight. I da- here here is the keep it classy challenge. Watch the top eight of Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasm. I dare you not to yell. Like it's fucking incredible and there was a tager player there there was a bang player there but again tale of low tier manliness they didn't pull it off <laughs> and it was a japanese it was a foreign invasion we had one non-japanese player in the top eight <laughs> like it's, it was it was a lychee player but yeah all there was no kokonoe in the top eight you guys which is if you don't know the scene like kokonoe is like the most fucking broken character in that game there was none of them it was all character specialists oh my god that was so awesome and dora bang who is a he's a guy who i, I picture oh. him having a normal job he he's like the batman of blaze blue to me you know he's got a normal fucking <laughs> 
Well, no, he's not Batman. He's like Superman. He's got a normal fucking job. He's a normal dude. But then when he hears the call, he straps on his ninja outfit and he goes to town and makes everybody excited. <laughs> man, he's such a ridiculous human being. But man, he was putting work in with Bang. Yeah. Oh it was God. his Bang was ridiculous. His Bang. His hammer of fucking bullshit. He was he was killing it. He was just outplaying people. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. You know you know what cost him his match? He just was he, he was thinking every time he lost, it was because he was thinking the person he was fighting was better than he was. <laughs> like, he, yeah. It's crazy. Like it's like we're talking about Street Fighter and how he just like this one all this guy needed to do was do an EX Tiger knee. And like that's it's the exact opposite in fucking Blaze Blue. This guy is outthinking other pro players and this dude's like, Well, Tiger Knee. Oh, I won. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why would you do that? Why would any pro player at a desperate moment just do a short you can out of nowhere? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, and I thought I was going to have a stroke because if you guys don't know, Tager has always had a rivalry with V13 in this game. She's the <laughs> bullshit, stupid fucking character. And she's the only character that Tager cannot win against. She's the only character that Tager has a 0% chance of winning against someone of equivalent skill who plays that fucking character. Okay? And there was only one V13 player in the fucking top eight. And the only thing she did was shut down my Tager player. Oh, so angry. I'm so fucking angry. Because uh, she got demolished. She was just like, she was, you know what? This is my revenge because last year, GL fucked up my Injustice fucking top eight because he just fucking killed the only guy that could take out all the supermen. All, and you were just like, woo, GL. I'm like, GL's going to get destroyed. All he did was make sure that all of us get a shitty fucking top eight. Ah, and that stupid-ass V13 player did the same fucking thing. All she does is summon swords that come out of nowhere, and Tager just has to fucking stand there and block, because he can't dash, he can't do shit. He is just like, oh my god. It was so, it was like watching, if you watch it when you guys get to that match, you want to know what it looks like to see me play Tager against someone that plays V13? Because it always looks the same. It always looks the fucking same. Watch that match. You want to see how every single Tager plays against the V13 player? That's how it looks. There's nothing different. It's just Tager walking across the stage yeah. and getting stabbed in the face over and over and over again. And then he grabs her once. She uses her burst. And then she does it until he's dead. Oh, God. My head hurts. That was... Oh, God. <laughs> and he could have won that whole fucking tournament just you like... Know, I, I, you know, he could have he could have taken out that lychee at least, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know what it is about Blaze Blue and people crying, but <laughs> this dude Galileo, when he won, he fucking wept. <laughs> he was just like, "Oh my god, I fucking flew here from Japan, and I just fucking won three thousand dollars. Oh my god, I fought so hard that Azrael was so much better than me. Oh my god, man, if lychee like." This, I will say, Blaze Blue, really? YT has been top 
tier every iteration, like, except maybe, like, a patch. <laughs> she's been just a top-tier busted character. Yeah. And, it's just, and she's always in the fucking, she's always in, what, top three. Yeah. Yeah, dude, she's fucking ridiculous. And, and I mean, she's super complicated. Fought, yeah, she is, but, like, she's... Asriel fought so hard. It was 3-2 every single match. Like, oh my god, it was so awesome. That match, I was yelling. The people who were watching it with me during New Super Bowl, or New Super Bowl, who didn't know anything about the game, were yelling. Everybody was fucking yelling. Watch Blaze Blue Corner Phantasm. That's all I could say. That's all I could fucking say. It was awesome, and all the all the most it awesome, was... non-shirt-wearing people lost, even though they should have won. Just watch Dora Bang play. Watch his ridiculousness with his ninja outfit. Yeah, dude. It was he dressed up like Strider Hear You. <laughs> Played this fucking Bang character. Oh god, I love it. I love it. I love this tournament. This is everything that I think that Blaze Blue could be, should be, is and and I cannot wait for Guilty Gear next year if this is any indication of what it's gonna look like. Like, cause Blaze Blue is is a niche of the Guilty Gear fan base. And so I just, I cannot wait for, uh, I, I, I can't fucking wait. So, so yeah, watch Blaze Blue. Watch fucking Blaze Blue. It was awesome. It was the best thing. $35,000 they were playing for you guys. Watch Top 8 and think of that number. So let's, let's move on to, uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on to, uh, let's move on to, uh, our main topic. Let's talk about, a game, a, bit, a fighting game meta. All right, so Savage, what is what is a meta for a game? Like, let's, let's just define the term meta for a game. All right. If I was to describe meta, it would be when a player bases his strategy in a game based on outside forces. Games based on like forces outside of the game itself. For instance, if you're gonna like when we say people counterpick. Players like, oh, this guy likes playing Superman, so I'm gonna play Aquaman as a counter. You're you're meta gaming it. You're not going with, oh, I I'm really really good with Sinestro, so I'm gonna play Sinestro because I know Superman is a tough matchup. No, you're meta gaming it. You're like, oh, Aquaman Superman is a seven is like a seventy thirty split match wise, so I'm gonna pick Aquaman. That's yeah. meta. That's ex- that's a that's a great. Great definition is it's like the meta is everybody says this is better against this, so I'm gonna do what everybody says. <laughs> that's that's pretty yeah. that's what a meta is. Is yeah, everybody a... says that Aquaman beats Superman, so I'm gonna play Aquaman. Doesn't matter if you're in your experience it's true or not, it doesn't matter what happens, but people will follow it. People will go with a meta until the very fucking end of uh, of of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, cause it's, 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 it's safe, man. You're like, man, I follow the meta. Maybe I should just do better. You know, like, it's, the meta is safe. You follow yeah. the meta, you're safe. You go on your own, you take Jin to fucking Evo, and, I mean, get into Evo, and you don't win, you look like an asshole. And, and, and people wonder where the meta of a game comes from. Most of the time, like, tier lists, like, meta and tier lists are kind of the same 
it's kind of tied together. But the meta usually comes from people taking stats of win-loss ratios in tournaments with certain characters and being like, this is, this is, this is the tier list. Superman has won 20% of the time against this character in this many tournaments, so that puts him at this rank in the tier list. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Like, it's like, it's like taking a, a survey and, like, if it was science, it, it would be, it would be, like, Pulp Fiction. Like, it's just fucking, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I did this survey. And it's like, it surveys, like, 40 different people. So I think I know a lot about the human race. You know, like, it's just, like, it doesn't make any sense, dude. Like, it, it's all these broad assumptions based on a small sample of your data. And you don't take, you don't take anything in the, into account. And it also what kills me is this it is design is developers are just like at least when it comes to Capcom especially I feel like they're playing into this meta and they like they they feed it instead of trying to discourage it because it hurts games. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is it's not just who you pick and whatever, but it's also how you play certain characters. You know what I'm saying? It's people being like, it's like Zangief's a grappling character, so you need to go and run at them and and do your shit and get your throw, and 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 you need to have, play a very offensive. You, know, you need to play a very specific style because he's Zangief, and everybody plays Zangief this way, so that's why you need to play Zangief this way. You know, Sagat has is is a really good zoning character, so you need to play him as a zoning character. You know, like. It's it's not just who you pick against who, it's also how you play that character. Which brings us to let's play, you know, let's talk about this, Savage. Like, do you do you think that players should or should not go with the meta? Okay, here's my take on the meta. Fuck it. It doesn't help anything. The meta is is terrible. Like, it's 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 terrible. Abandon it. Just abandon it, all right? Just the, the the burden of your fucking opinions of your peers and their bullshit pseudoscience, just, just unstrap it from your back. Be free. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for you to just give in to the meta. Pick a character you like, play that character. Pick a character you're okay with losing with, and play that character. And if you, like, if you're playing a good fighting game, then you should be able to progress and get to where you want to be in that game skill wise. Yeah. If you play, if you pick to the meta, you're gonna go nowhere. You're gonna be like, oh, this game is lame. I'm just, you know, bouncing to character and character based on, uh, you know, what's hot this week. But uh, this game uh, doesn't have any depth because you're not digging into the depth. You're not. Oh well, shit. And let me just say, let me just play. Are you playing Tekken right now? No. Okay. First of all, no. I, I thought about it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to admit it. I thought about it, but I knew you would hear me hitting on a joystick. See, this is the problem, guys. affecting <laughs> our whole lives. Because I'm like, are you playing Tekken? That's, what, that's whenever we talk, I'm like, are you playing Tekken right now? Are you? Are we talking, or are you playing Tekken? Like, what is... Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. But then I'm like, my roommate is playing Far Cry 3 and okay. watching uh, Two Guns at the same time. Uh, all right, all right. But here's the thing. So, Sorry. so should I, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a sec. Should you go with against meta? I think uh, I, let's say that the meta is a good place to start for new players. Like, if you come into a game, you know nothing about it, and you're like, hey, how do I play this character? What should I do? I've never played Zanjeev before. I've never played any fighting game before. What should I do? You look up a guide or you talk to somebody and they're like, well, Zanjeev's a grappling character, so you need to run at them and, and get your throw on. Like, that's a starting point 
for certain for players who would otherwise have nothing. It's it's really hard for you to be like just figure it, try your own thing, make your own path. You know, I think it should always come with a disclaimer that's like you know. It's, hey, this isn't the end-all, be-all. Try to think, you know, don't base your gameplay off of this, but this is a good starting point. But meta is the end-all, be-all, and it should just be the beginning. You know, <clears throat> I need I need, I need fighting games to have better... I need them to have tooltips on, on their on special abilities for fucking, like, Injustice. Like, when they tell you the frame data on yeah. each of your moves and your strings... That let me decide how I was going to play my character. And I didn't have to look up too many guides because it was all right there for me, you know? Yeah. If 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 you told me when I when I look and practice mode for Street Fighter and I go to the suplex in the fucking challenge mode and they tell you, like, the suplex has a startup that's got, like, a pretty high priority, you know? Yeah. Like, or if it gave me information that told me more about what each move did that I just... Because that's the problem with, like, Street Fighter and a lot of other games, even Tekken. You have to just learn the ins and outs of abilities through experience and just ask, kick, like, someone kicking the shit out of you, or you gotta look it up and take someone's opinion on it. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know, because I, I agree with you with Injustice, where I'm like, I know what I'm doing. This is how I decide how... This is how I decide whether how I should play these characters. I'm like, these moves are better than these moves. I think, you know, like you look at the numbers and you're like, I know how to weigh one move against another. But you think about how uh, we play Tekken and how everyone I've seen learn how to play Tekken plays Tekken is they go through the move list. They find some moves that look cool that they can do or that they like in whatever order that happens to be, and they learn how to use those moves. They don't know anything about whether it's good. They don't know whether it has anything to do with how you play that character, and they just try to find success with that move. That may be something that only works for Tekken itself, but I think there is something to be said for for finding your own way. It, it's just, I, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know what to say about whether you should go with or against the meta of a character, because, because you know, and I, I guess... Like, because you're you're getting because all right with well, 3D games is different like there's it's more intuitive it's 3D is less fantastic but less fantastic things are going on is you're like oh I sidestep I I punch a dude in the stomach he's going double over you know you get it's it's easier for you to get a grasp of the moves so you're like okay I see how this I see this move that I can do I can see ways of how I can make it work without having to know frame data you know yeah. Like, oh, I want to throw a haymaker. I got a surprise. So maybe I'll sidestep haymaker. And then when that stops working, you learn. And eventually, you, you work backwards. Like, you work backwards for if you had a guy. Because a guy will start you with, with safe moves that are usually harder to execute. Or not even hard to execute. Maybe you just didn't know about. And then it works into when and where to use the unsafe moves. But when you're a new player in something like Tekken, <laughs> You almost always start trying to do something way unsafe. <laughs> and then you just work your way towards learning safe moves as you become an okay player. And that's crazy to me. I don't think that would apply to anything other than a 3D game, a fighting game. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it comes in reverse order for me. When I start playing a game, like a 2D game like Street Fighter or something like that, I, I, I start with the meta. I start with, okay, how does everyone else playing this character... Uh, and how is everyone else playing this character? What should I do? And then I go, and then I throw that away and make my own, make my own way. But in 3D fighting games, I just start doing shit, 
until I reach a wall that I can't get past without without learning a little bit more about the character, and then I find out what everyone else is doing. So I you, and I switch it. So I start with the meta two D games, and then move on and innovate from there. And in three D games, I start innovating right away, <laughs> and then and then I find out how everyone else is playing later, and then I go back to innovating again. But I don't know, man. So, so do you still think you should just always go against, like, just not even worry about it, just play balls deep, whatever, figure it out? Yeah, I say fuck it, figure it out. Like that's what made uh, that's what made me running into Amane, you know, Amane and Chrono Phantasm awesome. I knew nothing about the character. I'm like, oh, dude, the dude, like, he's the new uh, what's the kid from Blaze Blue that was dressed up like a nun? I want to say Bobby, but. Uh, Oh, 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 shit. The dude that fights with the yo-yos who has the giant high heels. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Amane is a dude dressed up like a chick. Or at least he looks like a chick. And he fights with his fucking scarf. It's, it's, it's all, it's Ash all up the ass, basically. Like, you take Ash and you, and you amplify the femininity, you got Amane. You know? <laughs> but, like, I, I, I knew nothing about that character. Started playing, you know, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's mechanics are awesome. He's, I'm like, he's probably gonna be low tier as shit, but I love the way he plays. I know, I have yet to look up a guide on him. It took me half that night to figure out how that, how that drill gauge works for that character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, he drills you with his scarf to build a meter that changes how all his moves and projectiles work. Yeah, dude, like... But that's the thing. Like I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what the final verdict on this is, guys. I mean, I, because I, I always encourage people to go and look at what and, and try to learn about about fighting games. I think that the the community. I think if the game is done really well, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to look at the meta. You should be able to figure it out for yourself and find success with the tools that are given to you. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, guys. I really think. I'm going to say innovation is always the best thing. Always the best thing. But if you're a new player, uh, looking up guides isn't bad, but it always comes with the disclaimer, innovation is the best thing. Innovation is always the best thing. Always do your own thing. Always do your own thing. If you're confused, the meta is a good little starting point for you. But the fighting game community is just like, they treat the meta as law. And it always gets proven wrong. Like, it always gets proven wrong. And it's so crazy to me that if if the people that played top-tier characters were and the people that were fucking around and playing... Uh, and playing, you know, whatever characters playing your Dans and your T-Hawks were reversed, you would never see top-tier, top-tier quote-unquote characters in the top eight. It would be, you know, like... <laughs> They'll be like, oh, these guys are top... Yeah, you know what? We're, we're saying the whole fighting game community, we should be very specific. It's the American fighting game yeah, community. Yeah, it's the American fighting game community. I, I'm, not fucking, I'm not kidding. It's it's just the American fighting game community. And the American American meta changes based on what everyone else does, which is really, uh, it, it's just such a strange, meta is a fickle bitch. Meta is a fickle bitch and you shouldn't trust her. I don't trust it in any single game I play. Every time I get to a game and they're like, this is the meta, I'm like, I don't trust it. Because you know what? I, I'm almost positive that you have it wrong. <laughs> and then someone else is going to do it better, probably going to be an Asian guy. When an Asian guy does it better, you're going to copy it. And that's, it's just as simple. <laughs> so I'm like, let's try to get a jump ahead and maybe be, be the guy to beat the Asian guy to the punch. It never happens, but 
Hey, you know, I like to dream because I'm an American, Keith. <laughs> All right. So a that's, real American, not this this new age meta following Americans, you know, <laughs> that play fucking grapple Zangief. I play zoning Zangief. I slap those projectiles. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a real American. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's. That's our main topic, you guys. And again, if I haven't talked about this today, if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear a main topic, if you have a character of the week, if you just want to say what's up, if you want to talk to us, whatever, we like to answer questions, anything that doesn't get answered on the show, uh, we like to answer and whatever. Uh, But this character of the week, uh, actually, no, that's not true. Wait, wait. We also have a website, www.keepitclassy.podbean.com. Dot com, or follow us on Twitter, at Classy Podcast, or subscribe to us on iTunes. Or do all of them and be the best fan ever. Are you the best fan ever? Have you done everything? You should. Subscribe on iTunes. Do all that stuff I just said. Uh, so, yeah. So, this character of the week, this week, has always been submitted by you, the people. And uh, so, yeah. And if you want to send us character of the week, again, send us an email Keep it classy podcast at gmail.com. Our character of the week this week is Solomon Grundy from Injustice Gods Among Us. So, so Sam, why don't you give us why don't you give us a little lore, a little bit of a picture. Give us an image of Solomon Grundy here. Okay. You know what I just realized? I don't even know his lore in Injustice. I can tell you his lore in DC and get really weird and nerdy on you. Do it. You know what? Do it. Do, do it. Do it. No, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do it, because you know what? You know what DC did? I'm gonna have I'm gonna take this opportunity to shit on DC for a second. They threw all their fucking continuity out the window, and then they just started remaking, like just making shit up, and it sucks, and they just, it just it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what Solomon Grundy is like. He could just be a retarded guy for all I know in New Fifty Two. <laughs> so I mean I don't know Solomon Grundy. You know what he is? He's a big retarded dude that always comes back to life, and then he tells you what he did that week while he's slapping you around on the street. That's all he does. Every time he comes back and he's like, hey, Superman, come here. I got to tell you about my week. And then you fight. That's the, it's the same in a comic book. Sometimes he goes, I have a plan. Before I tell you that plan, let me tell you what I did this week. And then that's, that's how it goes every time. That's no, all the Grundy. Solomon Grundy is a giant. He is kind of a retarded guy. But he's a giant zombie. He's a big zombie. Right? Like your classic, like, shitty 50s movie zombie with the tattered rags. He's really hulked out. He's got the eyeshadow, the gray hair. And he, he's, he is based on that, you know, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, you know, buried on Tuesday, you know, whatever it is. The whole, he's based on that poem. That's what is all of his lore kind of flows through. And he's a big, crazy zombie uh, grappler, and he always has really weird. He, his strength always varies. He's his strength, like he always comes back to life whenever he dies, which means that he's one of those excuses for the DC heroes to just throw him into a sun, and he'll come back later. Kind of thing. That's right. Oh, that's right. Because when he comes back every week, he every time he comes back, he has a different personality. Yeah, and different memories. But he had the same kind of week. Yeah, yeah. He still has the same shitty week. Uh, but yeah, so let's, so in, in Injustice, in the game, Solomon Grundy, to me, is, is one of the more perfect 2D grapplers out there. I think he has all the tools, he has all the shit that he needs to be really, truly successful in a 2D fighting game. He's got an air grab, he's got a combo throw, 
which is really awesome, because when you combo throw them, he gives himself different buffs, and he tells him his life stories. Life's all been Grundy. Whack. Born on a Monday. Whack. Buried on Tuesday. Whack. You're like, oh my god, stop throwing me. I don't care. It's <laughs> so terrible. But he, I love it. I, well, no, that's a lot. I hate him. I hate him because he has all the tools, and you're like, I can get away from him if I can keep him from making me panic. And then he does that thing where the the hands grab you, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't get away from you. And he starts hopping at you like a handicapped kid. You're like, no, Lenny, don't pet me. Yeah. And then, yeah. He's got he's got an anti-air throw. He's got a dashing throw. He's got a command throw. He's got a normal throw. And he's got a, a ranged attack. He's got everything that a grappler needs in a fighting game. I just said it. I just said it. A no, don't occasion and a ranged attack. And armor. He's got armor on some of his abilities. Don't forget he has that AoE gross fog that just constantly hurts you when he's around you. So he can chase you and still hurt you. Yeah, he's really, really, really... He's really well done. And, and he's kind of like... He's kind of like Lobo in the game, where if he didn't look like a space redneck, more people would play him. <laughs> but but like if he looked a little cooler, people would probably play him. But he he just you know what he cares. So but he's he's awesome. He's really 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 well done. And, and I wish more people played him besides like Tyrant. But but he's really really cool. And and so how do you how do you play against Solomon Grundy Savage? He, he it's in your face. He grabs you. He combo throws you. He's got armor, so he'll walk through projectiles. He does all kinds of crazy shit. And his trait makes it so that when he gets you with a certain throw, he can give himself bonus armor, bonus damage, or bonus defense. It's awesome. My my experience has been don't let him make you panic, <laughs> and learn your quick three hit strings. Like you gotta have a quick like fuck your armor strings. Like he still has that one move where he has an obscene amount of armor, like Bane armor. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Will you ever stop? And he's like, Solomon Grundy and I'm like, oh fuck you. So like you just you can't let him pat make you panic. And you always have to keep an eye out for the fucking hands. Never let the hands grab your ankles, alright? Because once the hands grab you, you might as well grab your own ankles, because it's over. Yeah, dude. He's, he's, I, I, I love him. I love him. I think he's fucking awesome. And, and, and that's the thing, like, <laughs> that's kind of the key with most grapplers, which is why I know he's, he's a really good grappler. Don't let him make you panic, because they're going to get right in your face, and they're going to stand there, and you're going to be like, oh, shit, is he about to throw me? Is he going to combo me? Oh, my God, what's he going to do? And then he ends up hitting you with a meat cleaver that he pulled out of his back. Because he's fucking Solomon Grundy. He's crazy. Don't let him make you panic. He's going to try and make you panic. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to love it. You'll hear me laughing somewhere off in the distance. <laughs> Cackling. But, but yeah, don't let him make you panic. And also, I, I, I always say this about a lot of grappling characters uh, and people that play grapplers, is they never, they never expect you to run dead in their face and start rushing them down. Every time you play against Solomon Grundy, every time I play against Solomon Grundy, I'm like, what Solomon Grundy is expecting you to do is to run for your life and try and keep him away. The last thing he expects is for you to get dead in his face and, and haymaker him. <laughs> like, that's the last thing he expects you to do. And that's really important, is you have to be... That's, that goes with the fear thing. You have to be ready to just get in his face and rush him down. Because... I mean, that's it, right? Like, Or use your Joker revolver in their face 
Like, hey! <laughs> but like, fuck it. I don't care if this is safe. I'm pulling it out and just doing it so everyone's guessing. Yeah, well, that's the th- like, that's what I'm saying. You cannot be, you have to keep him guessing, but the way you keep a Solomon Grundy guessing is you, you get dead in his face and you haymaker him. You just haymaker the fuck out of him. <laughs> like, yeah, no, just, I, I, I can't do that. I'm too, I'm too much of a coward. I can't get in his face. I gotta fuck with him from a distance. I'll give him this. I'll do mid-range. But he does bad things to you when you get close to him, man. And it's just, I can't get over that. Because I'm like, here's what, right here. I thought like you at one, one time, Keith. You know, I was on that Joker phase. I'm like, you know what, Solomon Grundy? I've got counters. i got a switchblade. i got a revolver. i got a crazy bitch at home. I don't know fear. I'm going to do this, right? <laughs> yeah, it worked for you. I went for it. And then that nigga grabbed me one time, and he told me that story, and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Everything I said is stupid, because I'm going to live to see tomorrow. And I zoned him, and I was like, nope, here's some gas canisters, stay away. Because all he, because it's all bravado, until that nigga grabs you, and he starts flipping you around, and you're like, oh, shit, all my life is gone. I spent all that time talking all that shit. And he did three moves, and we're even, and it destroys you. It destroys you. So I'm going to say, let's meet in the middle. You stay in mid-range, and you make him think that at any point in time, you might lose your fucking good sense and attack him. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. You got to be crazy. But uh, you don't do it, because it's crazy. Because if he grabs you, he's going to hurt you bad. <laughs> but he's going to make him think that you're going to do it. Well, oh yeah, and and so okay, so the way you play as Solomon Grundy is, <laughs> you got you got to recognize that everyone's gonna run from you. <laughs> everyone's gonna run from you, and if they jump you, don't panic again. Don't panic. They're just trying to confuse you. Realize, like you have to own the fear. You are fear, okay? You are the Batman. If Batman was a grappler, you are fear, okay? You get in their face and you just, you just confuse them. You make them jump. You make them do stupid shit they never thought they were gonna do. Like, why did I just jump up and down? Even though I like I just got up off the ground and Solomon Grundy was standing right in front of me. My answer was to jump up and down. Like, why did I do that? Because I'm stupid and he made me scared. You gotta, you gotta do some crazy. You gotta make him think you have more options than you do. You get in their face. You throw mix-ups that don't make any sense. Like, you throw block strings. Like, they have, because they're all, because here's what, here's the thing. Just like with Zanjeef, they're always focused on one move, and that is his combo throw. That's the throw. That's what they're always focused on, is don't let him hit you with the throw. And there's only so many ways you can dodge the throw, and if you're Solomon Grundy, because he has all the tools, you know those ways, and you have a counter for every one of those ways, if you can call it. So you just have to get in his face and be like, all right, I'm not going to do the throw, or am I? And the guy's going to be like, oh my god, he might do the throw, I'm going to jump away, and you just, you counter him. You counter him every single time, and then, and then you got him, and you're in their head, they're fucking ruined. It's awesome. Oh god, does it show why I love Grappler so much? Dude, I just, I, I had to mute my mic so I wouldn't say anything. I'm like, nope, nope, just let him get it out. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, it is it is literally like a, just a whole, like, it's a it's a battle of fear. <laughs> who can make who fear the other? I mean, like, 
Oh, God. Just even thinking about it is making me stammer, for Christ's sake. It's just fear. <laughs> All you do is try to make people fear you in the game for a good 30 seconds so you can murder them. <laughs> and then you laugh. <laughs> you're like, ha, ha, You're a monster. <laughs> just listening to you, it's like, oh, my God. It's like listening to a serial killer describe his, like, thought process. <laughs> I love so it. you're going to panic when you pick your victim. When you pick your victim, you're going to panic because, you see, you're thinking, I might get caught. But that's just weakness. <laughs> Once you get past that, you keep them guessing. Yeah, you just worry about the hunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I They're love always going to run from you. Always run. Always run. You're gonna maybe now and again you'll find that dude that comes at you. You know he's like, oh shit, there's a dude in my house. I'm gonna come at him with a knife. He's gonna he's gonna scare you for a sec. But you're Solomon Grundy. You don't have to worry about that. You just grab him, you bag him, you put him in the car, and then you got him. You know, <laughs> like that's it. Dude, that's wow. Every grappler is just a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think like a serial killer, man. Just catch them when they catch them when they're slipping. Put them in the van. Yeah, dude. Think think like a serial killer. Uh, yeah, so that's that's our character of the week. That's <laughs> He's the serial killer of the week. Uh, he was, again, submitted by you, the people. Uh, send us an email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Before we round out every show, we always like to do a little bit of Q&A. So our Q&A this week uh, is a little bit is, is fun. It's a fun one. It's what was the first fighting game you really got into what appealed to you about that game this is from jerdog thank you jerdog so savage what was the first fighting game that you really got into hmm okay i'm not gonna lie i hate to say it so cliche it was street fighter 2 okay it was uh i remember distinctly because uh my parents uh i just Going, we had just started going to this wonderful, wonderful uh, Christian private school. It's great. And uh, these kids were talking about this game. And uh, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, there's a dude in there with a flat top. He throws boomerangs at people. There's a there's this brown guy with scales on his neck and shit. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then we, I, I convinced my dad to take me to the Family Fun Center. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's Street Fighter 2. And I started playing as Dalsum and flipping around and stretching because it was so weird. I just loved that game. And I was just, I was like, all right, I'm into fighting games. So I guess Street Fighter 2. Yeah, I think, uh, I think for me, uh, it was, it was Mortal Kombat, uh, the Mortal Kombat trilogy. Mortal Kombat, well, mainly Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 3. I just, again, I, I've told everybody this story before about where I fought for my life against my terrible family uh, <laughs> when I was, like, six years old. So for me, it was survival. But I loved the feel of that game. I love when you punch someone in the face, they reeled back, and it was like blood. Like It felt like you hit someone in the face, you know? And I also loved, and this is, this is I'm going to say this, this is going to get, this is, this is a look right into my psyche. I loved that you could flaunt your victory in the game. I loved it. I loved it. You do a fatality. You won, and you're like, yeah, you see what I just did? I won, and then I turned your dude into a baby. It wasn't enough to just win. I won, and then I turned into a dragon, and I ate your dude. What are you going to do? you going to play again? you going to cry? Like, pick up the sticks. 
but that was you know that was taught to me. That was taught to me, but I I, I did I did pick it up, and that is that is my thing. I love that game. I love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I've always loved Mortal Kombat. I love the Yuga Like I love I love Raiden. Oh, yeah. I love the block button because it was simple. And uh, yeah, dude. I love it. I love it. So, so that's 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 me. I love Mortal Kombat too. Let's say Mortal Kombat two is the game that got me into fighting games. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, Mortal Kombat two. I did have Super. I did have Street Fighter. Like I can say it's Street Fighter two. Street Fighter two is the first game I ever learned how to do a special move. because uh, it was Guile's Sonic Boom was the first special move I ever learned how to do in a fighting game. because uh, it was simple and I was four. And <laughs> I was like, cool, Sonic Boom, great. I how did I do that? Okay, great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's, that's, that's me. That's Mortal Kombat 2, dude. Yeah, you that's, uh, that's that. Listening to you, I got I to gotta bring up a close second, which is Samurai fucking Showdown. Oh, yeah? My first. Showdown, dude. You, you never played Samurai Showdown? Like, uh, growing up, it was, there was no Samurai Showdown in the, ho- in the house. It was all fatality. See, like, so there was a movie theater. We used to go movie hopping when we were kids, and they had a Samurai Showdown machine there. And then, like, Lou got his mom to buy the cartridge because Dad had so much success getting us a fighting game that she was like, all right. But, oh, just in case you guys, my dad would buy us fighting games or other competitive video games so that we can play and fight each other in a game and not break furniture fighting each other in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my aunt was like, "I'll get you guys Samurai Showdown," but like, it was the first ca- first time I got my real trolley character. There was this green dude with this murder claw, and he was like this midget. He was a dwarf called Ganan, and he would just grab you and jump on his claw, on, like jump on your stomach while he's on his claw. Like, ah, oh, god damn it! I wish I wish I could get a gif of it. It's such a dick move. <laughs> and I remember seeing it like the blood squirting out of this guy's stomach. And I remember seeing that and going, I want to be that guy. <laughs> and, like, and I always play him. Or there's this dude in there with blue hair. And he would always fight with a with a katana and resheath it every time he slashes you. Yeah. And he, quick draw. I love that shit. And then he would win. And then he just start coughing up blood because he has tuberculosis. I'm like, dude, I'm dying, and I still killed you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, So Samurai Showdown is where I really learned that I love fucking with people in the game. So yeah, so there you go, guys. That was our that was our Evo 2014 special. Uh, we hope you guys got some insight into our lives as well as some uh, some awesome insight in the fighting game world. Again, please subscribe to us on iTunes if you guys are on iTunes if you guys get the chance. Um, and and yeah, do you have any shout outs or anything you'd like to say before uh, before we sign out for the night? Oh, man, all right, all right. To begin, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shout out to Justin Wong. I apologize. I said you were washed up. I said you didn't have it in you. <laughs> and it, uh, you just stopped everyone in the dick at Evo. So, uh, hey, I take it back, dog. Daigo. The fuck? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, the beast, beast lost. And in classic fashion, the only person that's 
not salty about Daigo losing is Daigo himself. He's like, oh, well, you know, they played really well. What are you going to do? I don't know what it takes. I don't know if somehow someone injected too much happiness into his life or the opposite. I don't know what it is, but they need to just cut it out. They need to stop it. They need to stop it. I need need the cold-blooded, like, noise-canceling, headphone-listening-to, psycho, beast, Daigo back. I need that, okay? I don't care about his happiness. I need this. I need him to be the beast. I don't want him to be happy and balanced. I want him to be crazy, talented, awesome, murder machine, Ryu-playing motherfucker. <laughs> okay. So so after all that, you stay sexy out there. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> oh.